0: you are tuning into walking wisdom i'm your host julia together we shall explore the paths of kindred spirits unveiling knowledge received through hard work and determination this podcast is brought to you by the gentle man caballero cbd a sustainable colorado company that honors and harnesses the feminine energy of cannabis enhanced with ayurvedic tradition produce an abundant lifestyle. Enjoy the show.
1: On this beautiful Friday morning, I get to speak with one of the most passionate, driven, motivated women I have ever gotten to encounter. Her name is Isabel Darling, and she is truly a darling. She is here to change the world. She's a social worker with a special uh, perspective in health needs and relating to refugees and survivors of torture. She designs and offers training webinars and tools on refugee mental health nationally. Not only that, she's an adjunct professor for the Fayetteville State University, and she's doing this woman's group guiding them to help not only local, but also global humanitarian agencies on changing systems where they conduct their work. And it's, it's crazy everything she's doing, and she's always up to something new. Isabel, how are you this morning?
2: I'm so good, Julia. I'm so happy to hear your voice. I'm so happy to connect with you. And uh, I've missed you, but I'm also so excited to know the amazing work that you're doing.
1: Thank you. I miss you too, Isabel. We did our YTT together as well. I'm I'm hitting up all my, my yoga teachers and she does Reiki. And tell us a little bit more about the stuff you're up to.
2: Absolutely. Traditional training and education is in social work, also really looking at cultural awareness and agility and trauma-informed practices, and that's part of why I really felt it important to incorporate more holistic and healing practices, because a lot of times the work that we do related to mental health can feel really rigid, and I'm really trying to learn how to incorporate practices of healing in everyday existence. Um, make it accessible for folks, and make it feel less stigmatized and just recognizing that we have all the tools within us. That's kind of like the bigger picture. And then you drop it down to, to communities that I'm really passionate about working with, like refugees, survivors of torture, people who've experienced trauma, and finding the wisdom in those experiences. I really think that when we face hardships, there is a pearl of awareness that we have insight that we really can tap into for prevention in other traumas, intervention to help communities, and then just overall holistic healing as as a planet. So I love learning from people and get to do it in all of the different jobs that I have.
1: Absolutely beautiful. And the universe knows that we need you doing exactly that because so many people are suffering and the the thing they need most is love.
2: I absolutely agree. And it's, it's so funny, like, you know, as you were asking me to consider like a pivotal moment in my life. And I feel like there are so many of them, but in actuality, the work that we have to do is to get back to basics. So we can have really difficult experiences. We can go through challenges. We can even go through celebrations but at the end of the day, we're we're really working to be who we were almost as children. You know, having that explorative, curious spirit, being able to engage and learn from one another. And so, in a way, we're doing a lot of shedding of bad habits and negative thinking just so that we can get back to our truest form of ourselves. And I think that love is absolutely the most direct path to that. But it's not everyone's journey. Sometimes people have to really go through circumventing and twists and turns and ups and downs before they can reconnect with themselves.
1: I can, I can relate to that little tidbit right there. <laughs> I, I've been talking to people for maybe six months or a year now about doing childhood trauma meditations where you visualize yourself seeing your childhood self, your tiny little human self, and loving them, whether it's hugging them or playing with them or something along those lines, if it's 5, 10, 15 minutes, at least maybe for once a week, or if you can, a few times a week, and just taking those, those moments to come back to who you are at the core and what your dreams were and what you wanted to see in the world and allowing yourself to take that step back and see what can you do now to get back to who you are.
2: Absolutely. And it's not easy work. There's this amazing psychologist that I follow on Instagram called the Holistic Psychologist. And she does a lot of work on reparenting yourself and just really going deeply into giving tenderness and sweetness to your inner child. You know, something I learned from my partner on a daily basis is we go through experiences that were not our fault. But how we deal with them is our responsibility, and that's something that I've really been focused in on. Of, we can point the finger all the time at what caused our pain, but it's really up to us on how we navigate around it.
1: A hundred percent, hundred percent, and you know, I think the parenting aspect is huge because we we have these. Giant roles that we want our parents to be able to fulfill when in reality, you know, they they've gone through their own traumas, they've gone through their own difficulties. And a lot of our for me, my parents are boomer generation, and they haven't healed from any of those those things that they've gone through in their lives. And how can you you put all these expectations on someone when you can come into your own and and find your divine feminine, your divine masculine, and realize you're your biggest cheerleader.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that was what I was thinking of when, you know, exploring different things that I would share with you today. But right before yoga teacher training, I had experienced a very tragic loss. My partner at the time, his father, who was in his 80s, died by suicide, and it was not something that was expected that we necessarily saw coming. Although hindsight is 2020 being in this year, we always feel like we have deeper perspective outside of the situation. And so everything seemed clearer to me after of, oh, I should have seen that, or maybe that's what he meant. But it really opened up a new awareness for me around mental health. And so I've been labeled a subject matter expert. You know, I do trainings on suicide prevention and I couldn't prevent this. And it really made me face my own identity as a healer, face my own identity as someone who feels confident to discuss the uncomfortable and I was shattered. I did not know how to relate to myself in the face of this loss. And so when I stepped into YTT, I was really journeying through what I was meant to do and how I was meant to show up. Um, so it was a really beautiful offering that Hayat was able to share with us because I really needed a, an environment and a community that could cradle not just the healing work, but the pain that comes with healing work. And I was really in some dark spaces, even in some of the weekends that we would meet, but I could feel rays of light coming through as long as I just kept showing up and doing the work. And that level of determination and commitment is not easy to access when facing depression and when facing sadness. So it requires a lot of focus, determination, reminders, friends, like you need to pour it all in in order to get out of some really dark times. It's not always easy and it's not always fun. I've learned a lot and feel really, really grateful for being able to face some of the challenges.
1: I'm sure all those journaling assignments that we had really helped you dive into your emotions.
2: Oh, my goodness. It definitely did. And then, of course, there were days where it's like, I don't want to think about this. I don't want to spend the time writing about it. (laughs) I don't want to dive deep into it. And you can kind of get stubborn about it. But then, you know, taking a step back of like, this is the work and without focusing in on it, it will come back around. So I feel very confident that I have put in the work. And when those themes do come back up in life, I'll have you know, a new elevated version of understanding around it. And I think one of my biggest takeaways is that in healing work, in the wellness field, we can get really caught up in this goal of elevating beyond the physical, elevating beyond the social identities And there's so much beauty in that of, yes, we are just celestial beings and we're not limited to our physical form and race and class and gender and sex and sexuality are all social constructs, but they are things that impact us. And we have to be so mindful that this physical form comes with responsibility and comes with challenges. And so we can't just focus in on the spirit of the work we have, to ex- we have to focus on the actual experience of our existence. And sometimes that means focusing on the limitations, focusing on the pain of isms that people experience. And so I've become really conscious of my own placement in potentially what I, you know, a phrase that's used of spiritually bypassing and really wanting to move beyond the responsibility of focusing on privilege and power. But we have to balance that even as healers. And that's not always easy to do because we want to focus on on healing the heart and healing the soul that sometimes we avoid talking about mental health. We avoid talking about discrimination. We avoid talking about classism and racism. And all of that needs to be woven into our healing work. And it's not easy and sometimes really uncomfortable, but I truly think that if we are able to weave and braid that in, we can really dismantle some serious systems of of, of oppression.
1: No doubt. There, there's a reason why we're all here having this human experience, and it's to make a better world and to make a better universe and to bring us back to that equilibrium because the the sliding scale, we we are a bit... <laughs> like out of whack and the whole earth is not only just humanity but I mean global global warming and all the temperature changes and the weather and it it affects us on the micro and the macro when all this is happening so when we need to cleanse the earth too needs to cleanse and I, I think it's, it's beautiful how opening up the rawness can really change the world, and that's why I wanted to make this podcast. Because when I was going through a time where I required a deep healing, where I was working there at the studio with you and, and Layla and, and so many other wonderful ladies, mm-hmm. the reason why I was able to heal so well is because I could open up and talk about the raw bullshit that was happening in my life at the time, and I I, I can't even explain how grateful I, I am for for those nights where I got to stay there. And I guess I didn't even really think about how to open up to an expert on on mental health.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, but that's, that was your bravery, you know, that was your journey. I just got to bear witness to it. And, you know, I'm so grateful for that. I mean, whenever anyone gets to share a part of themselves, it truly is a gift, especially when it's one of the rawest parts of a person's existence. So thank you for showing that and showing up and showing yourself that it's worth taking the risk, you know, to open up your own heart and listen to what it needs. It's not easy to do. And it looks different for everyone. And I really want to, I always want to communicate that because sometimes we can hear, oh, just get up and go for a walk. Just go to a yoga class, you know, get up and take a shower. And some days people can't do that. You know, some days just being in bed and trying to think one positive thought is all a person can muster for that day. And I want to celebrate that because that in and of itself is bravery. And we have to be mindful that everyone's journey is going to be different be patient, be kind, be gentle, and non-judgmental about the journey. So thank you for sharing yourself. And also thank you for doing this work. I think I, I mentioned to you that I'm also working on a children's book. And part of that journey is about people trying to contribute healthy practices to someone who's going through mental health challenges. And Every friend of this animal character in my book contributes to this animal's mental health, but they're not able to get him fully back up to where he was. And it's not until he's able to help someone else that is struggling with their own challenges and trauma that he's able to find his heart center again. And I see what you're doing here as part of that weaving and restructuring challenges and pain into an opportunity into a healing practice into community and that ripple effect just proves that even in our traumas real beauty can shine through
1: absolutely i got chills when you were talking about your book because i think education especially to our our little ones is so vital to this entire shift they always say, you know, don't pretend and, and make up your past. But I like to rewrite it sometimes and, and imagine what would life be like if, if I had started pausing and breathing and meditating sooner. Maybe maybe I wouldn't have had those those days where, you know, you can't get out of bed and you're staring at the ceiling like, what is life? What am I doing? And so many people can be positively impacted by your one choice to make a book. And that's That's what I try to spread with people is your one choice, though it may seem so small, can be huge. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's really, really beautiful and and it allows there to be such different expressions of this work. And I think that that's, that's where the true beauty is of allowing people to show their version of existence so that we can learn a little bit more about ourselves. Yeah, I'm really excited about this book. It's it's one of those things that I know could easily slide into the margins. And so even, even sometimes our passions require a lot of dedication to make sure that they remain a priority. And so I will share that the title of the book is The Gimmicky Guide to Grizzly Gumption, featuring a grizzly bear who experienced a forest fire. And he ends up at an animal sanctuary where all of these animals try to get his gumption back to a healthy place. And some of my favorite characters are named Kogo. It's a cobra and a flamingo. And they go around in a, as a duo and they offer yoga. And so they practice, <laughs> practice to the grizzly bear and help him learn how to meditate. And his gumption meter goes a little bit up, but not all the way. I'm excited about it.
1: I, I can't wait. I'm going to be <laughs> buying this book and reading it myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel really, really inspired by having gotten out of my own way. And I think that's something you and I have talked about as well as sometimes we, we overthink things and it ends up distracting us from just being able to listen to our heart center. And I know that the moment I started to get out of my own way, really beautiful things illuminated themselves on my path. And I'm in this beautiful new relationship that just has given me insight into love on a whole new level. I was really stubbornly focused on getting this new position and the beauty that has illuminated from that of just being dedicated to what my heart wants and not compromising, you know, it takes a little bit longer, but the reward is so beautiful and abundant and juicy. And I'm just really grateful to the universe, grateful to friendships like yours, and also grateful to myself for listening. And I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit where it's needed. And that's part of why I love yoga so much of... I always tell people we're in a spacesuit, and our spacesuit is our home. Always. We can move from continent to continent, state to state, but our body is our one home that we always have and we should never be at war with it. I love just this thought of like settling and sinking into our physical form and enjoying what it has to offer.
1: And it just opens up an entirely new way of living and seeing others and it's crazy how much you're right, how much can change when you get truly get out of your own way because we overcomplicate life so much with our overthinking and our speculating. And it's it's funny you're right the hindsights twenty twenty. you know we're here we're in twenty twenty, and, and I'm looking back and I've had a a couple really profound epiphanies this past week while meditating about my own life and just realizing how everything happened and i i think that's that's a good place to start is to just look at life and think how did this all roll out and mm-hmm. and where where was my mindset at the time and and you can kind of come to understand how certain things become attracted to you and and how We often do things to ourselves, which is an unfortunate thing to say, but I take control of my own life. And when I chose to be happy, truly be happy, and to find that peace, I got the hell out of where I was. I moved halfway (laughs) across the country, and I'm living in the mountains. (laughs) Right. So... You know, sometimes it's it's a huge jump and, and sometimes it's just one small step and, and we're all on a different path and we're all in a different place in our own journeys. And not everyone needs to do something quite so drastic, but but sometimes it's it's that first step getting out of bed. And, and I've been there and I would never have guessed myself to be where I'm at at this moment. And I I want people to know that there there truly is unlimited potential for you and for all of us.
2: I love that. I love that so much. And I also, I think that when we regain control, there's this beautiful moment where we also give up control. Like the moment you have control, it's almost the submission into going with the flow, because you trust that you're exactly where you need to be. And so it's almost like floating in the ocean where you know you're surrounded by tremendous power but if you allow yourself to breathe and let your body become one with it, you harness that power and you exchange that power. And it's just such an amazing relationship with the elements around you.
1: Truly. And sometimes there are very specific experiences that we need to have so that we can help other people understand and move forward because there's always someone who's stronger than you. There's always someone who needs a helping hand. And so, on this sliding scale, realize that community is is where it's at. And when we when we come together, truly come together, that's when real change happens on a global scale. Which is what you're up to over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm really really blessed to be able to just connect across so many different. Languages, communities, cultures, perspectives. I learn so much about myself and what is important to me through connecting with other people's awareness of their own existence. And, you know, I feel like maybe I have half a percent of understanding of it all. <laughs> And it's so beautiful to, you know, think of all the different perspectives that are out there and also feel really connected by nature that's connecting us all. It's a blessing to be able to do this work on a spirit level, and it's a blessing to be able to do this work from a social responsibility and equity equity focused level. All of it, all of it is needed, all of it is connected, and all of it goes back to opening up people's opportunity to care for one another and themselves simple as that
1: beautiful and this group that you're you're getting with now you said that they're actually very spiritual which I think is interesting for something that can become very corporate when it's social work
2: it is really wild in the smallest of practices of starting a meeting where we're, you know, strategically planning our next steps, what clients will be working with. We'll do deep breathing exercises, really check in. It's honored in recognizing that we all come into the shared room with different experiences, even if it's as simple as people were stuck in traffic or someone had to drop their children off and then realize that there was a life scare in the school. And how do we bring our full self to that moment honoring everything that we've been through just in the hour to get to work together. And that recognition of existence outside of the workplace allows you to be a whole person and being a whole person is spiritual work. And so I'm learning on a daily basis, some bad habits that I was bringing into this new job of, all right, I have to be on you know, really have to be on time. I have to show up and like, these practices of stress that are just innately woven into a job and the definition of having a job. And when you remove that, how much more calm you can be in your existence and then more effective in your existence. And so I've had to learn that I have these negative habits and then work to recognize where they came from and then remove them. And it's all through the honor of, this work and opportunity that I have, simply because this is a program where people are like, no, really, where are you at? And what do you need right now? And I'm like, I've never been asked that in my workplace, unless I'm teaching yoga. And even then, sometimes that can be a (laughs) challenge.
1: Yeah, uh, I can only imagine taking that, that spiritual and openness of the yoga studio and putting it Everywhere. I I want that everywhere. I would love that everywhere.
2: Right. And not not be looked at like, okay, here comes the crazy woo-woo person, but like, this is essential to (laughs) our work.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I love that you could speak with me this morning and, and that you could share so, so much. How can people follow up with what you're doing because it's it's always something new? you gotta you gotta have Instagram or something, man.
2: I do have Instagram. I definitely have been taking a bit of a hiatus from social media, um, and I plan on doing kind of a a rollout of some of these multitude of projects that I'm doing that is a little bit more comprehensive. My handle is Darling Isabel. So D-A-R-L-I-N-G-I-S-A-B-E-L-L-E. Um, and you can find me on Instagram. My email is darlingisabella@gmail, at Gmail. And um, also LinkedIn. Um, always different projects that you can see on my LinkedIn account as well, in terms of webinars, projects, opportunities. And coming up, I actually get to teach yoga at... A refugee conference. So I'm super stoked about my worlds coming together and people seeing the value in finding grounding and stillness in work that can be really hard on the heart. I hope that my work will find my way in your community, maybe even across the world.
1: Girl, you're already global, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you, Isabel. Thank you so, so much for speaking with me. And I hope that you have an absolutely wonderful day.
2: I love you too, Julia. Thank you so much for this opportunity and the beautiful work you're doing. This world needs it.
1: Namaste, Isabel.
2: Namaste.
0: Thank you for listening, my friends. Join us again next week for another adventure. May all beings everywhere be happy and free, and may my own thoughts, words, and actions contribute to that happiness and freedom for all. Until next time, namaste.